0: So this is it. This is Campus Life's group chat and this is our very first episode. Thank you so much for choosing to listen. I'm Oliver. I'm the Director of Insight and Engagement at Campus Life and every episode on the group chat we're going to be talking through some of the biggest issues affecting the world of higher education with HE professionals and students, giving you insight, understanding and unique perspectives on what's going on. Coming up. All students now for this next academic year will be cramming in
1: same amount of work and same amount of studying but in less time so i think that we need to be aware of that in terms of well-being and well-being support next year moving to a digital residency life
2: model has actually opened a few doors for us and and definitely moving forward it's something that we will embrace in our traditional residency
0: living model so We're recording this episode during week three of a COVID-19 lockdown in the UK. Universities have stopped all face-to-face teaching. Most students have gone back home to their parents. But there's currently 45% of the student population still in university accommodation. And with the government advising students to stay there and not travel for at least the next three weeks, the university experience for these students is going to be completely centred around their accommodation. So today we're going to be talking about the role of residence life in a student experience that's under lockdown. Residence life is all about bringing students together and building a community and accommodation. But how do you do that when students can't actually be together? And does COVID-19 actually provide an opportunity to fundamentally change the role of residence life in the student experience? Today I've got Tom Martin, who's Head of Residency Living from Student Living by Sodexo, and James Greenwood, who's the Student Experience Manager for Accommodation and Estates at UAL. Guys, thank you so much for, for joining me today. No worries. Obviously, we're living under uh, very strange times at the moment. Uh, and it's all the last kind of three, six or however long it's been weeks has been very odd and very weird. Just give us an overview, uh, James, starting with you first of, of how it's been for you. Well, I guess really the last few months, has, it's been hard. It's been hard for
1: everybody. Um, and we had to obviously very quickly switch, as everybody else done, um, our Res Life programme to fully digital service, which, um, you know, is new for a lot of us and it's a new way of working and a new learning, really, for me, students and the team. Um so it's been hard, and I guess it's been hard too that we've had to provide quite quick and timely updates constantly to keep students updated with where the university is, where accommodation is, and uh, so they feel reassured at all times. Um, and for me, I find it quite hard personally because I want to dive in, I want to be proactive, and I want to sort things out, sort things out quickly. But I think it's quite important to keep taking a step back now and again, just, you know, think more strategic, think more long term, and think actually this might not be a short-term thing which we're learning now it isn't um and so that's i guess that's where i am
0: and tom how's it been for you uh, you're you're in uh, newcastle um but looking after uh, accommodation really at northumbria aren't you
2: yeah that's right um probably echo what what james said there has been um a lot of unknown uh, and we've almost had to predict and preempt what was coming next uh, from a very limited amount of information um I think the last sort of month to to six weeks has been. Um, a bit of a blur. I think we have we have had to be quite reactive, um, as James said, about moving from a, a traditional face-to-face delivery to one that's online um, and one that looks to reassure um, but also communicate key messages to, to students. I think when the universities went into lockdown themselves and stopped this teaching, a lot of them did do a, a really good job at, of contacting their students and tell them a lot about the faculty and about the teaching. But probably one question that wasn't necessarily answered straight away was well what about my accommodation so um that's certainly something that we've had to evolve and and, and adapt to Um, but one thing that I've, i've really enjoyed in a certain sense on reflection over this time is is the opportunity to do that it's been quite refreshing to be able to look at a brand new section of residency living and look at how we can Remobilize remobilise and, and adapt what we've currently got to fit to this new way of living. So on one sense, it's been a hell of a journey and it has been um, a bit of a whirlwind. But on the other sense, I am quite um, proud and um, energised in, in being able to mould and adapt um, to this new CV19 world.
0: How has the switch to a purely digital residence life changed what you offer to residents?
2: Moving to a digital residency life model has actually opened a few doors for us. And and definitely moving forward, it's something that we will embrace in our traditional residency living model
1: i have to agree actually i think the key thing you said there was about digital events and keeping them once all this what is normal when we go back to normal we will keep digital events and interestingly i was planning my budget for next year earlier this morning and there's a whole new line in there which is digital events um and so it will stay the traditional yoga and pilates and fitness and meditation that's all fantastic students love it and i do agree with what tom was saying that students are engaging with those sessions more than they would have before and I do think it's because they're not in front of other people it helps with that kind of anxiety of going to a fitness class and being in front of somebody else I know personally I've engaged with some of the programs we've delivered because I know other people can't see me with
0: helpless yoga positions so that's good you've been there in your yoga kit james (laughs) of course i have
1: i've been doing the um the dog moves and whatever you call it um yeah i've got involved you've got to, and i think that's the key thing too you can't deliver it without doing it yourself and one of the big successes for us has been um, bookable one-to-one video sessions um they're fully booked and students just want to talk to another student about life and about the struggles of living in isolation on their own and not with a trained mental health person or counsellor there. They just want to chat peer-to-peer, and that has been fantastic for us. What um, I would say, one of the things, a learning curve for us that's not worked is um, this Netflix party, if I'm honest. It's not a thing. It's never going to be a thing. Don't make it a thing. So we're not <laughs> carrying on with Netflix party. But, um, yeah, it's it's been interesting. It's been interesting to learn all of those different things, and actually um, it it's almost brought me a bit more up-to-date too, um, I've had to learn quite quickly um, the things that younger people like and don't like, which has been very interesting.
0: I think it's really interesting, you know, the whole point of residence life, um, like you said, Tom, is, is to get people out of their rooms and to build that kind of um, community uh, together in accommodation. But actually what we're finding now is this opportunity to build this Community and actually connect people kind of closer than they were before, but actually while they're still in their rooms. So I think it's a really interesting kind of uh, you know point that we're in. do Are there any themes that you found that there's been certain things that have worked and certain things that haven't?
2: Just going back to what what James said about the, the Netflix things and things. I think I think I echo those points massively, and I think what's what's been quite nice is we've almost gone back to the the development of. the 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 residency life model um we're almost trialing things that do work and don't work and it's almost been quite refreshing you know reflecting on on what has worked? What hasn't worked? Why? What are the win themes there? And then developing on them. Um, the other thing that's worked is for students to book uh, conversations with um, managers from our accommodation side. So we we call it Zoom Room, um, and we use the the platform of, of Zoom to allow students to to dial in one hour a day, and they can just speak to a um, a member of staff on site, and that could be about anything. Normally, it's about the administrative uh, contracts. Uh, what's happening with their property etc but on occasion it is about you know the support function conversations um, and just catching up because I think one thing that I'm very conscious of is our students have missed out on a percentage of their year and not from a financial side and I, I appreciate that's important but from an experience side a lot of people come to university for that experience and unfortunately um the, the first years predominantly have lost out on that that first year experience um, and that, that's saddening and, and I think that we, we can try and at least alleviate some of that um by providing a uh, a residency living program that, that offers virtual solutions for us it's it's been all about putting that personal element so making sure that they know that there's a human behind it to actually see someone online you know see a face know the person that you're speaking to that's really helped um i think with with portraying the message that we want to portray um, and it's been quite powerful
0: and have you found that there's been any platforms that have worked better than others so are you finding that instagram's better than uh, facebook or you're using zoom more how is that
1: about? i think for us instagram is right up there um it's echoing a little bit what Tom just mentioned then about keeping things personal. So we've launched new um, posts on there and stories around Hayley's top 10 films to watch or cooking and baking sessions with whoever. Mm-hmm. And they are going down really well because again, it's peer-to-peer. The students want that peer-to-peer relationship. They want to see that there's another student who is going through the same thing that I'm going through right now. And they're there to- bought me which is fantastic to see and linking into that too we very early in february march started planning what we would do for this period Um, and aside from res life from an operationals point of view we tried to get each kind of flatmates group of six, eight, whatever it is, to link up via WhatsApp. So we sent out some communications in February and March just saying, you know, this this is probably going to get worse. It's time now for you to start planning with your flatmates. If you haven't spoke to them before, now's the time. Create a WhatsApp group, get to know each other, and then if things do get worse, you can help each other out. And that, that has worked fantastically because we can see now students that can't get out to get a bit of shopping can then ask upon in their local WhatsApp groups, and that's built these strong local communities. Um, but I think also it's important to still stick to being different. Um, a lot of universities, and I've seen a lot of universities doing copying, really, and doing the same thing. And you know, the traditional res life has just moved online. Well, no, you, there's an opportunity here now to do things totally different. And I think the the universities that will stand out is the ones that are you know a bit more quirky. And stick to their roots, and we've tried to do that. I think at UAL, and we've tried to deliver things like workshops online, and uh, we're about to do a voguing masterclass. And, (laughs) And I think all of that stuff is cool, and it's different, and it's not, you know, as a student, I wouldn't want to log on and see the traditional fitness class have a fitness class. And so, I think it's important to, you know, provide those local networks, but also just be out of the box a little bit and be a bit different and do what the students want, really
0: yeah i think that's a really good point i think you've got to look at you know what that traditional idea of again leaving your room going to a shared space and doing something together whether that's crafting something or, or baking something um doesn't necessarily fit because you're losing some elements of that shared um experience um where you know you can vogue away in your room to your heart's content and potentially not see anyone else but still have a great time or you know share that with a few people afterwards yeah um so i think it's yeah i think it's a really good point of rethinking what you know what what events could look like
1: yeah it's quite nice as well when we do some of those to have that it's all on zoom and it's nice to have the chats down the side so they can't see each other but it's nice to monitor some of the chats and what's going on and you know, we deliver some things, and the students are begging. They're saying, you "No, know, well, will this happen next week? Well, is this going to happen tomorrow? I'd love to hear more of this." And that's positive to see. And it also is a big sign of what Tom said earlier that we will be keeping some of this after lockdown finishes. Um, digital events will stay, and they will stay for all of next year. There'll be hopefully an alternative to the traditional res life that we deliver on that same day. If there's yoga happening, there will also be yoga online that day, and so we'll always offer an alternative to most things digitally
2: we're using this as a real opportunity to to shape and deliver for the, for them moving forward. So it's interesting to hear you're obviously looking this morning, James, about your, your budget and planning ahead. And that's exactly what we're doing is this time now, we have had to be quite reactive, as James said at the beginning, but it's now an opportunity to look forward and say, right, and we can be a bit picky and we can say, right, this is worked, this hasn't. So we're, we're almost going through a bit of a transition. Um, I'm really, really keen to see that this digital side of residency living is a key component to our overall residency living strategy. Um, and I think the nice thing about that is it's going to appeal to potentially a different market as well. Um, we've certainly seen that those students that we've had face-to-face have definitely been getting involved with the digital, but we've also seen some new people attend um, virtually. So we're almost appealing to a separate set of, um, of customers, of students, which has been a really, really nice uh, experience to, to, to see. Um, but also what I'd say is I think from our generation of students and the, the buzz term of Generation Z has been used quite a lot in the last year or so, but we've probably neglected the digital side of this community from a Res Life perspective. Uh, perspective and i think it's been really good that cv19 has if every cloud does have a silver lining is it's, it's enabled us to realize that there is a digital presence that can still achieve a community uh, at the end of it it's not necessarily that face-to-face is the only way to deliver res life and the only way to deliver the objectives of creating a community Digital can be used as an enhancer and as a as a program on a, in its own right. So I think that's been quite good as well.
0: I, th- I think yeah, I completely agree. I think there's an argument actually that you could say this digital side of Res Life is potentially more inclusive because you're moving it away from it being tied to a residence and being a resident in a building and actually making it more, more of a university-wide community. And you can be a prospective student and potentially look at what's going on with residence life or in, even engage with residence life. It appeals to much more of a wider audience than perhaps the more traditional residence life models have been.
1: I am just going to say, it's interesting you say that because Our programme, to be honest, has always been open to most students, whether they live in halls or not. Um, It's been open, but it has always been in person. It hasn't been digital. And that switch of digital, for me, has actually opened it up to staff too, which was very interesting. So staff across the whole university, we have about four and a half thousand staff who've been engaging with this programme and they've been booking onto yoga and Pilates and uh, the HR team are constantly in contact with us of what's coming up next. And, that's great that actually it's not just students it is a solid community of staff and students working on this together and that's
2: fantastic that actually and what that's- a nice thing to promote yeah. i think that that's so strong that your relationships are now going beyond the residents and beyond the, the student demographic they're actually breaching the, the professional world and, and further afield i think that's so incredible from a res life perspective because that's All that ResLife tries to achieve is is to create a community. It doesn't necessarily mean a student community. It could be a community of staff, student professionals. Certainly for us, we found that the digital side of things has been able to, we've been able to reach a wider audience. So although traditionally we we do have a well-established residency living program at Northumbria University, what we've been able to use this opportunity as is is a way of spreading this virtual to to the rest of um, our contracts nationally so whereas before we we were doing a really fantastic job at Northumbria and in delivering face-to-face well this has been a springboard for us to be able to enhance the student experience across the board across all of our contracts which has been a really rewarding and satisfactory um, process for me.
1: And uh, do you know I think as well ResLife professionals have have benefited from, um, being able to network more too, and, and, you know, Lincoln's contacts. And for me, we wouldn't have been able to produce this digital program throughout April and May without all my cheeky little LinkedIn posts of who does this and who offers this and what companies can I use for this? I wouldn't have been able to do it. And it's all been based on digital communications and reaching out there to a bigger global network of finding out what do others do? How can we make that a bit better? um, and that's been great that actually this process has drawn us away from those old-fashioned traditional conferences that we go to every year to actually a new way of working, how it really should have been back a long time ago. It's just unfortunately that this horrible pandemic has forced us that way, which is actually a positive now, and that's great.
2: Yeah, I, I echo that massively. I think that if you look at the residency life um, sector one thing that i've been really proud of is the amount of sharing good practice coming together and connectivity that we've all experienced online through linkedin um through different means and it's been it's been quite refreshing because i think almost you can you can be in a little bit of a bubble until you go to these conferences and then you catch up and unfortunately the big one that the resin residency life professionals normally attend is the cubo um res life conference In Loughborough, and unfortunately, that's been cancelled this year. But one thing that's almost come out of that is that we've all come together online through different Facebook groups and LinkedIn groups, and it's it's been really refreshing and rewarding.
0: And I think as I think as well, just moving forward, you know, if if the Cuba Res Life uh, in person event uh, happens later this year, what fantastic stories everyone's (laughs) going to have from from this, and what knowledge they're going to have to share. Because I do think this is you know, looking back now over the last kind of couple of weeks, I think you can see how transformative this is going to be for res life moving forwards and, you know, how it's kind of woken, I guess, us all, all up to a different way of delivering this community aspect. Yeah I think it's I think it's
2: shaped every aspect of life this CB19 a- a outbreak I don't think life will ever be the same again, as dramatic as that sounds it sounds like something off a movie poster but I, I do think it's it's going to change everything um, but one thing that certainly has um, impacted, but I, I think for the better, I think James from what you're saying you, you'd agree is, is that res life is now Evolved one step further, which I'm I'm really proud of. In in I will say such a short amount of time, um, you know, we're, we're still talking about a, a two two month period um, that this has all happened in. So it's been one hell of a hell of a ride. Yeah, I can't wait to continue
1: it. If I'm honest, I can't wait to still yeah. deliver that um, you know continuous digital program alongside the real program um, and capture those students that might not have taken part because of feeling you know that bit of anxiety of going to something that actually they can still be part of it now and that's great.
2: Have you seen that you're getting a lot more people involved that you wouldn't necessarily see face to face?
1: Yeah and actually it's it it is feedback that we're getting through. So everything we run via Zoom um our end has an automated survey afterwards. Um, And some of those comments that are coming back are saying I wouldn't usually attend this because I'm not the kind of I'm not a social person or I'm not comfortable with X, Y, and Z. Um, and so that for me is screaming alarm bells that, you know, we've, missed a big opportunity there but we've learned and we will continue now with that digital program because the students are asking for it so
2: when we look at our residency living program we split it into four pillars we have pre-arrival arrival living and departure and that's really how we look at the academic year each of them will have different times but we we do use a, a high digital presence when uh, you're looking at that pre-arrival piece because that's the only way that we can really communicate to them so we have certainly used tools from that pillar um, across the the other pillars but really we've we've been able to l- learn from the pre-arrival section um, in how we use facebook instagram emails phone calls and actually remobilize some of those initiatives so one of the really positive initiatives that we've done uh, through this uh, pandemic is in um In September, we normally ring each one of our residents before they arrive just to see if they're okay and if they've got any questions, because we're very conscious that they won't necessarily um, have had the opportunity to ask any questions I know when you're on to a university it's a lot of information but you the, the student doesn't necessarily have a voice so we call all of our residents and that's actually something that we've managed to do in the last two weeks is we've again called all of our residents and just said how are you are you okay have you got any questions for us and the response has been really really positive and something so small and so little as a, a phone call just saying are you okay and that's the only purpose of the phone call is just a just a touch base make sure you're okay if you've got any questions has had a really uh, big impact um on our students anxieties and stress when it comes to the accommodation
1: mm, we do you know throughout this process too we've seen an increase on our um we call it Hawes life platform it's basically where all the articles and exciting stuff's hosted um and the team have produced some really cool like stuff on there um around free social distancing apps indoor hobbies Um, boosting your well-being in this current situation Uh, and so they're all relevant articles but we've seen that those the engagement rates are really high at the moment so students are interested in engaging with that Uh, and our Instagram channel as was mentioned before um, is on the rise Um, students want that kind of I guess around the clock content that's relevant to them on the platform they want it on um We are now looking at um, potentially next month launching a TikTok challenge, which will be a first for us. And I'm really excited about that. Um, So we're doing things, again, very differently. And I I think we're breaking out of that very traditional black and white university approach and trying to be a bit more, um, this is actually real world Gen Z of what students actually want right now.
0: I just want to end really with thoughts on... Uh, kind of September onwards, and and uh, what what may happen uh, kind of for the next academic year, obviously with the COVID nineteen effect. Um, what are your thoughts with moving forwards with things? Any predictions on on uh, when things are going to start, when students are going to move in, and and things like that? I think just to say on that, it's not
1: going to be September. Let's be honest. I think you know most universities are planning for October. And that's in the current situation, you know, if things get worse, then there are every university will have a plan right now to push things further back towards Christmas. Um, and so we just have to prepare for that. We have to prepare that all students now for this next academic year will be cramming in the same amount of work and same amount of studying, but in less time. So I think that we need to be aware of that in terms of wellbeing and well-being support next year. Students will want it and they will they'll need it. Um, and at the same time, because of what's happened right now, most universities and most private companies will be thinking about cutbacks because of the losses right now. And so um, it's a balancing act, I think, this next year of providing the right support to students that are under stress, whilst also looking at what cutbacks can be made. So it's going to be very, very difficult, I think, the next year. I think once we get through that year, And we're back to whatever normality is. Things will look okay, and maybe summer next year we might see that. But I think we, you know, we have to prepare now for quite a difficult few months.
2: Yeah, I I agree. I think we're we're almost predicting for the unknown, um, and. One thing I will say is I think there's going to be a, a bigger emphasis on residency life moving forward. I think uh, one thing that's going to come out of this, and if you think of our next cohort of students, is these are the, the, the generation that won't have actually sat their exams, uh, are going off their predicted grades. And what impacts that going to have is, is the question that I'm, I keep asking myself is, because I remember being in sixth form and a lot of the preparation for university life came at this time. Uh, and I worry how prepared our, stu- our our next residents going to be um how ready for university will they be and what does that look like from an academic point of view um, how reliable are these grades and um, if students come into university on their predicted grades does that pose an issue from a dropout rates and the other thing that's been playing on my mind a bit is Obviously, the international market we've we've not only had the spill out from brexit um but we've also got the the c v nineteen outbreak that's that's inevitably going to have an impact on our international cohort um so I think massively what what james has said about that well-being and, and support and holistic approach to student life is going to be crucial and i think the emphasis is on um the res team and, and the welfare team to ensure that we are there more than ever to support our students and i think from this digital enhancement that's come out of the cb19 outbreak is that we are there a lot more than we probably were before because on a Face-to-face, you can only be there um, through operating hours or through wh- when the team are on site, whereas a digital presence allows you to have that 24-hour connectivity. So I think the future is bright. I'm really confident that that we are going to come through this as a country and as a, as a business. Um, I'm encouraged through the work that we've managed to deliver in, in such a short amount of time, and I'm optimistic that this will give us a platform to only better deliver our residency living model um, across all of our student portfolio.
0: I think it's a really good opportunity to realise that, you know, the next cohort of students who do start or who are supposed to start in in September, if they have online uh, lessons or there is an online um, part of their academic experience, there's an opportunity for the accommodation Uh, experience to be put online through residence Life as well. So they're connecting or making a relationship with their future accommodation from their home. And actually that experience isn't kind of um, forgotten about, it's just delivered in a new way. And it helps them ease into their life in accommodation when that time does start. So I think it's I think it's a you know a real benefit to have these digital uh, versions of residents' life or social uh, life in place. I think it's good to start planning
1: um, for that now too, and getting the uh, almost getting your teams excited about a new way of working and all the new things that we can do in a different way because that's what students will want. Um, we just have to think about that now and how how can we make that content creative and how can we make that you know the type of engagement really creative and engaging because. Um, we will, we might be losing a lot of that face-to-face contact, and so we need to think about different ways of doing things, which is, I think, is quite exciting. I think it's exciting to, you know, change things up a little bit.
2: I completely agree with you, James. I think it's, it is going to be exciting, and I, I think it's, it's nice to get something new and to start something new. I, I, you know, I think it's going to be only enhance what we, what we deliver I, I do want to emphasise though that I do still think there's a place for face-to-face residency life I think there's a it's integral um on site for that community building um but as a an offer development I think r- virtual residency living is a is an essential part as well now
0: thanks so much for that chat it's really interesting to understand both UAL and student living by approach to residence life in a COVID-19 world Huge thank you to Tom Martin and James Greenwood. Thank you, Campus Life. Thank you, Campus Life. Cheers, Ollie. Coming up next time.
1: I usually study in the UK, but following the outbreak, my parents asked me to come back home to Paris because the UK didn't seem to take any form of action.
0: I am at home with my family. Spain. I've had to leave my room um, completely furnished and everything in the UK so there's a bit of concern of what's going on. I'm going to be talking to three international students whose lives have been affected by the COVID-19 outbreak. See you then.